Uh, welcome back to the final episode of Key Messianic Prophecies, a podcast brought to you by Telios, a private 501c3 nonprofit foundation dedicated to the research and accurate teaching of the Bible, founded by Bill and Jeanette Stewart. Over the last 24 episodes, we've worked our way through the Old Testament, taking a look at some of the major prophecies concerning Israel's Messiah. Uh, We've also looked at uh, particular instances in the New Testament which reference those prophecies and point to the specific historical figure of Jesus of Nazareth as that messianic figure. Now, I knew from the uh, the start what the topic of this final episode would be. It's, It's been alluded to in different episodes throughout our study, but I knew that eventually the topic would have to be addressed directly and chose to locate it here at the end as a kind of summation and restatement of the kind of approach and the kind of hermeneutics this podcast has taken um, toward Messianic prophecy as a whole. Now, if you've followed this series from the start, you'll probably have noticed throughout the episodes that we have sometimes discuss different views uh, regarding key Old Testament prophecies. Biblical scholars are sometimes in conflict over which prophecies are actually messianic in nature. And while we've uh, certainly made a case for each of the prophecies we've tackled on this podcast, there is one particular topic that remains a key point of contention among scholars, and that is just how the New Testament interprets the Old. So, Regardless of whether or not one thinks that a particular prophecy in the Old Testament is messianic in nature, anyone who reads the New Testament understands that many of those prophecies are considered messianic by the New Testament writers. Uh, The prophecy found in Isaiah 7.14 is one such example of a hotly contested uh, Old Testament prophecy that the Gospel writers, uh, Matthew and Luke, clearly understand to be talking about Jesus. In other words, it's sort of regardless of what you think the Old Testament is doing, those guys took it as messianic. Uh, now, for some people, that's good enough, right? Matthew and Luke consider it messianic, then it's messianic. Well, if you followed this particular series, you know that that is not quite the approach we've taken to interpreting the Old Testament material. Uh, we have advocated for what is sometimes called a canonical approach to hermeneutics or the process of interpretation. And all that means is that we believe an Old Testament prophecy is messianic in nature within its own context. In other words, even if the New Testament had never been written, uh, thereby confirming, in a sense, the messianic prophecy, uh, the, the prophecy itself would still be considered messianic because there is precedent in the Old Testament itself for the coming of the Messiah. Uh, Now, the difference between the views is subtle but very key because what will sometimes happen in these kinds of discussions is the suggestion that the New Testament writers, what they are doing is not recognizing that certain Old Testament prophecies are messianic in nature. Rather, they are overriding the Old Testament's original meaning. In other words, they are assigning a new meaning to an Old Testament text. In essence, they are working Jesus back into the Old Testament when it really wasn't talking about him in the first place. And you can see very quickly how the Old Testament then does not lead to Christ. He is rather just kind of reverse engineered into the biblical story. And and this is why in this podcast series, 
we have started with the Old Testament. In these episodes, we have tried to deal with the prophecy in its original Old Testament context to show you that even within the Old Testament itself, there is a narrative that is building toward this messianic figure. In other words, the New Testament writers are not changing the meaning of the Old Testament. They're not sort of, you know, working Jesus into the Old Testament by retrograde. <laughs> Instead, what they're doing is recognizing the prophecy as messianic. They are recognizing the original meaning of the Old Testament text and showing that the narrative has built to Jesus of Nazareth. This isn't what is often called like a, a, a retroactive continuity. Uh, it's, it's, it's very much consistent uh, and maintaining its continuity throughout. Um, so, okay, then how, how do we know the New Testament writers are taking that approach to the Old Testament? There are a couple of very good indicators for this. First of all, this is exactly how Jesus himself is going to operate in the Gospels whenever he speaks of a prophecy being fulfilled by himself. Uh, consider also on the road to Emmaus after his resurrection. Jesus takes the two travelers through the Old Testament from Moses to the prophets, explaining the Old Testament to them and how the story has led to him. Um, the other serious item to note here is Paul's attitude toward people who were more than willing to test what he and the apostles taught against the Old Testament. In Acts 17, he calls the Berean Christians noble um, because they checked everything he taught against the Old Testament. In other words, the intent of the apostles was not to go against the established meaning of the Old Testament, but to recognize its meaning and the messianic prophecies that led to Jesus. Uh, and, and they commended others for making sure they did that well. Uh, so this speaks to their intent not to overwrite or change the Old Testament in any way, but to remain in lockstep with it uh, the entire way. This, this is so much uh, the point of contention between them and often the Judaizers or the uh, Pharisees in the New Testament. Uh, it, it very much is a fight over hermeneutics and who is reading the Old Testament the right way. Now, uh, what what all of this really means is is that it's it's actually pretty difficult to interpret the New Testament accurately without the Old. Um, that is why so much of the New Testament, especially the letters written by Paul, uh, reference the Old. And if you if you have the meaning of the Old Testament construed, it's really going to affect your interpretation of the New as well. And many Christians will run into this problem when trying to read the New Testament. They will attempt to read the New Testament without really having any understanding of the Old in its context uh, and become confused about the way the New Testament writer is, is applying the Old. Uh, the book of Revelation is notorious for this. You see language all over Revelation that you haven't seen in the New Testament, but is all over the Old Testament. And to try to divorce it from that is, is going to create uh, some serious dissonance and in interpretation. And all of that is why in this podcast we have always tried to deal with the Old Testament prophecy in its context, and only after we have done so, we then look to the New Testament to see how Jesus uh, fulfills those prophecies. Well, um, that's all I've got. <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you for joining us uh, for this podcast series. Once again, Key Messianic Prophecies has been brought to you by uh, Telios. I have been your host, Cole Burgett, and uh, I thank all of you who have listened through this series. It was 
It was never meant to be exhaustive, but simply meant to give you a framework uh, for thinking about Messianic prophecy. Uh, and I hope, if, if nothing else, we've inspired you to uh, search the scriptures even more, even more diligently. Uh, thanks for coming along for the ride.